Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan. We're back every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We appreciate you guys for joining us. We had a lot of cool topics. We're just going to kind of ramble off and just talk about some cool current events and sports and whatnot. But first off, how are you doing, Logan? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, as always, because you know what? With our new baseball season starting, I get to see Austin two times a day sometimes. <laughs> and this is one of those great occasions. So, you know, the more Austin, the better. To give, give me all the dosages of of Austin, but no, it's, been, it's it's been it's been real it's been really lots of fun. Uh, we've we've been really getting a a good response so far in our, the community for our our duo videos, just like just like this is what we our our structure for for the MLB, and it's been it's been received very well. So you know we love that. Um, but how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. A couple little bit of housewarming. If you are new to the channel, consider hitting that subscribe button. We're doing daily best bets videos for all throughout the NBA playoffs. I, there, you asked for more, Austin. You're getting plenty because I'm doing two videos basically <laughs> per day for each of these play-in games, which we have some going up later tonight. We record these on Tuesdays. Obviously, this podcast goes live on Wednesday, so definitely go check those out. Um, but I am doing very good overall. I just have to remind people if they want to download the podcast, they can download it on just go to Spotify, go to Apple Podcasts, go wherever and just type in call on our shot. You're going to find probably find it there. You can download there. Another way to support the channel. But either way, it's been fun uh, kind of learning more about the MLB last year. You know, I didn't follow the MLB as close. I followed Ryan Mountcastle. Obviously, we love Ryan. Um, uh, mm-hmm. A pretty decent start to his year so far. So hopefully he keeps continuing that. Orioles, not necessarily the best start for themselves. But, you know, that's that was to be expected. No one, no one expected them to be undefeated so far into the season. But it's fun tracking some MLB. The player props have been doing too, too, somewhat well. Um, I say that as Aaron Judge got robbed of a home run probably about 20 minutes ago, and that was our player prop for Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Man, hopefully oh. he can come through. Come through for the people in the second. I mean, he's got two, three more at-bats, so hopefully he uh, treats us well. But it's been fun Wait. doing the MLB videos. Good to see you every morning, though, as well. Well, if Aaron Judge does turn into a bad beat, see, like the cool thing about if anybody listening to this, you'll know the the answer of what happens to all these things like when you're watching it. So enjoy. Hopefully Aaron Judge treated us well. If it turns out to be a bad beat, it's a bad beat. But is it a worse beat? I, I argue than my dang Red Sox team total. I mean, that's brutal. I, here I am at work. Try, look, check in the box score. I'm Baseball is not a quick-moving sport. It's not a quick-moving sport one bit. That five innings was the fastest moving five innings I've ever seen in my life. I just kept refreshing the box score. It'd be middle middle of the third, and then it would be end of third, middle of the fourth, end of. I'm like, how are they churning through batters so quick? Like it, it was unreal. The and then the the Red Sox decided, hey, we're gonna score all, or we're gonna hit our team total over outside of the first five innings when you specifically pick them. Hilarious. <laughs> I, I hope people can laugh at me for that because uh, truly that's never actually happened to me before where I'm like, they they don't hit their first five team total, but they hit their full game team total outside of the first five. That's not not likely. Yeah, happen. you can't really do anything about that. You, you know, but you we can laugh people, it off. That's what we can do. We can have laugh. the first five team total. So some people might have just taken the Red Sox team total regular and they cashed down on that. They one. did so get the venting out before we turn uh, do uh, tomorrow's video in the MLB tomorrow morning. Well, technically, I guess this morning, uh, the day you are, guys are watching it because that video is already live. So definitely go check that one out. But today, I kind of want to talk about just random things, kind of just uh, learn more about, you know, have people learn more about us, also kind of our different takes. And I feel like we're going to start with a game tonight. There's a big game, Spurs versus Pelicans. This is the late night game of the NBA. Obviously, we don't want to talk about the Tuesday night games because they're still going on as we're talking right now. But 
Spurs versus Pelicans, an interesting game. But on the Pelican side, they're arguably missing one of their best players, Zion Williamson. And I'm curious your take on Zion because obviously he hasn't played all year. I have my Zion uh, shirt in the closet collecting dust. Um, with that, not what I bought it for, but I want to wear I did promise in my Spurs-Pelicans uh, game if the Pelicans do win, I will wear Zion's shirt on Friday when they play again. But uh, what's your take on Zion? What do you think of who's, his future? Who's Zion? I don't know who that is. Uh, you're gonna have to refresh my memory. It's been so long, but no, in, in all honesty, we, you and I loved watching Zion. He was actually one of my more favorite players to ever bet a player prop on. Cause he, you know, you just didn't know he, he was just a stat collector. He's fun. He, you know, he's inspiring. And, and I just, do I like the trajectory of his career? I don't, I don't like it one bit because it's, it's this whole, like, do we play him? Do we shut him down kind of thing? And like, obviously there was mixed messages they've shut him down right that's like is that is that i mean he's not officially more or less yes yes okay so they shut him down essentially you know your franchise is you know top top player top pick and everything and it's it's so disappointing too you know because arguably i think the pelicans are building themselves a nice little team around him right like they're they, they they have to go for it when zion's in his you know still on his rookie deal right like so he's so he's not he's not due for for mega payday and more importantly the the landscape of the nba all these superstars they all they all want to get out of the small markets they all want to just go team up in the big markets and i feel bad for the pelicans because look as i'm a magic fan i know exactly how it feels to feel all your good players leave it's just like if zion's never going to become healthy with with the pelicans he's probably going to go become healthy somewhere else and be the star that he thought he was going to be so I don't know. I'm 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 kind of torn. I my heart goes out to the Pelicans. Yeah, Zion is a, an interesting case because obviously so much hype come out of high school and come out of the NBA draft too. I mean, everyone loved him at, coming out of Duke, and I've obviously watched so many of his highlight films. I knew about you know Zion before a lot of people did because I watched all his highlights in the in in high school when he was just dunking on just bullying little kids. It was it was rude, and so that's why Zion gained so much hype and we loved him. But now when you look at his kind of career tra- trajectory, there's like good and bad news, you know, good and bad feelings here. Because on the good side, there's rumors of him going to New York. And I would love him in the New York Knicks jersey. That's who I wanted. I doubt it ever happens because New York Knicks fans can't have nice things. But on the other side, you know, I love Zion. Everyone wants to see him out there. The game is better with Zion on the court. There's a reason we love betting his player props because he's a guy that just would bully ball people and just shoot like – 12 for 13 from the field, just dunking, putting in layups. Like he was just so fun to watch. And he made us a ton of money in his rookie season when we were betting his over in player props. And it's just tough to see him, you know, not out there. And I, it makes me think that's why I want to talk about him today because it makes me think, like, what would this Pelicans team look like with him? They would have obviously Brandon Ingram, obviously have CJ McCollum, who they traded for. Then you got Jackson Hayes playing decently. Obviously, Jonas Valanciunas. Herb Jones has really quietly become good. Um, Devontae Graham, obviously decent. And then Grand Theft Alvarado coming off the bench. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> like that? I mean, who doesn't yeah. like that roster? That roster is a fun one. Now, the question, though, where I would think if, if Zion's healthy is I have no idea what lineups they would play. Their spacing would be god-awful. They'd be probably one of the worst spaced teams in the league. But with Zion, it doesn't really matter. There are already, as is, not a very good spacing team with Jackson Hayes out there. So Zion can knock down some threes, though. He's got the lefty release. So I don't really know what to do with Zion. I hope he's back fully healthy next year. I don't expect to see him. He's, even if, they, if the Spurs lose or Pelicans lose tonight, obviously he's never going to come back this season. Even if they made a run in the playoffs, I doubt we see him. But 
kind of just sad. Sad for well, the NBA as a whole. Yeah, no, it's it's sad. And, and what would be even more sad is if he were to somehow find his way to the New York Knicks. That would be really sad because that would be the coffin in his career that he didn't deserve. So, uh, yeah, we don't wish that upon anybody. Stay with the Pelicans. They've built you a so pretty damn solid team around him. I, I mean – who, who needs anything more than Grand Theft Alvarado? Like, come on, stop. Like, Zoom! <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Grand Theft Alvarado, go look up some Jose Alvarado, uh, you know, just highlights. Yeah, he's you'll, a complete you'll, meme. meme uh, you'll, uh, just... you'll thank us later for it because uh, NBA players see him on the court and they just shake their head and laugh. Like that after really you, yeah. After you look at uh, some Grand Theft Alvarado highlights, go check out Zaire Simpson, the guy that was playing on the uh, – on the Thunder for the last couple games. I know no one knows who the heck that is. I mentioned him briefly in the video. Just a very weird guy. He's like six feet tall, but has a pretty good hook shot. Very interesting guy. Definitely uh, go just type in on YouTube, Zaire Simpson uh, highlights, and you'll see what I mean. But speaking of the Knicks fan, uh, what do I do with my team? Um, I have some hope, and I have hope. I think every New York fan just has hope just because if they don't have hope, they got nothing. And so – I really liked what I saw out of Obi Toppin to end the year. That was pretty cool to see. Emmanuel quickly played well. It just made me think, and I would bet some money. If there was a way to bet it, I could bet some money Julius Randle's gone this offseason. And, oh, man, I would I can't wait for that day. Julius Randle has been traded. I would even bet even more money that we can get. If you, I would play, pay some money to see uh, Evan, Fournier also, Evan Fournier also get the boot. I don't know how to – who do I have to pay to get that? I don't know. But sign me up. Wait. Why? Why is your hypothesis that that Randall would be gone? Because didn't didn't I, they just paid him? Didn't they? Yeah. Well, we gave him the bag, and then we realized very quickly why did we do this? Um, and I it was something. I mean, I've been begging for Obi Toppin to finally get some more minutes, just because you know you never know. The Knicks weren't making the playoffs after like the All Star break. We'd be stunk. And while well, last year, you know, we turned it on with the All Star break, we knew we weren't making it. Um, so. And Julius Randall obviously, you know, played all right this year. Wasn't the worst, wasn't the best in the world. Didn't obviously he reduced him, you know, he played worse than last year. And what you know, it's just like those guys in their contract year that play absolutely out of their mind. They get their contract and then they absolutely stink. And we see that time and time again. I figured Julius Randall would be that case. But we saw Obi Toppin finally get minutes. Julius Randall missed last, I don't know, a couple weeks of the season. We saw Obi Toppin coming in, dropping 38, 42 points. Like the man was man was looking pretty good and absolutely actually kind of getting some rhythm. So I just don't see the next the next seeing Obi Toppin play super well and saying, you know what, let's bring Julius Randle back when they could get something for him in the offseason. I don't really know what that would be. Um, and now the, the, I've seen rumors of Russell Westbrook. <sighs> I don't know what I would do about that. But um, well, okay, can no, so you brought up Westbrook. I kind of want to talk about that because he, you know, he's in the news as as was Frank Vogel because. You know, the, the, he kind of came out and said, you know, Frank Vogel was, you know, I don't know what I did to piss off that guy. Like, because, you know, Frank Vogel was treating him so, so poorly. He's uh, claiming, I do think he, he has a little validity to it as far as you can't tell me a talent as good as Russell Westbrook should have played as bad at times uh, as he, as he did. He should have fit onto that team a lot better. And I know we, we talked about it in weeks past about, you know, the Lakers lineups, you know, injuries and everything like that. But you can't tell me that that Russell Westbrook isn't still a top talent in the league when utilized correctly. You know, I think Westbrook's much. He has better days ahead of him uh, to be nice. I mean, he well, he I quite frankly has to, or he 
probably won't be. Well, he'll still find a way on a team, but he was bad this year. And I do think Vogel come, comes into play. I mean, we saw Vogel benching him for some of the end of games. And then they'd ask Westbrook in the post-game press conference, like, why were you benched? And he's like, that ain't my decision. Like, that's not my fault. I was benched kind of thing. And maybe a little bit of his fault not making shots. But, yeah, I'm not surprised to see Frank Vogel get fired. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Westbrook on the move this offseason. The problem is, one, what do the Lakers trade for him? Or what can they get for him? And number two is like, who wants Russell Westbrook? Because there are some teams out there. Like, I'm sure they're Orlando Magic, but well, I don't know what the Magic would. They got already 400 guards, but I'm sure we teams like that, are in that kind of a kind of kind of frame would take him. But it's like I don't know who necessarily. Like, I wouldn't mind him on the Knicks. I think it would be fun. It would be fun in Madison Square Garden. Would it make us a better team? Probably not. We'd have probably one of the worst three point shooting teams out there with Westbrook Barrett. Barrett's improving, but. Not all that great. So it's like, where do I find a fit for Westbrook? Because I've seen him linked to teams like the Hornets. Zero sense. That makes no sense. There's no reason for him to go to go to, uh, go to to a team where he's no longer the primary ball carrier. And that's the only reason why I think he's been linked to the Knicks is because the Knicks really don't have a point guard. We have Quickly, who played obviously pretty well, had a triple-double in like two of his final three games. But is he the point guard of the future? No one knows. So Westbrook maybe could teach him some things. I don't really know what to do with Westbrook this offseason. Yeah, I'm trying to think about where where you would fit. Who okay, like, so, Pacers have been rumored, but the Pacers another one. They got Halliburton. They don't want to. Don't see them wanting another yeah. kind of guy. You got Pistons, another bad team, but they don't. They got Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, another team that doesn't really want it. Like, my my whole my whole fit for Westbrook would it it, it's, it should be a team that's somewhat in contention. That that's not like not like the Pistons that are in like complete rebuild. Like Westbrook's not a type of guy you you bring in there. My question is. Could he fit in his same exact, you know, area? Could he fit with the Clippers? I, I don't know. Like, you know, don't they have, they have Reggie, right? Reggie's maybe their primary ball handler. Like, yeah, it would be tough. It would be tough in my head just because of contract situation with PG well, and Kawhi, but I don't really know their, their contract situations either. So, well, is Kawhi ever going to step on the floor? I, I, I don't remember who Kawhi Leonard is. Like, hello, where, where are you? Uh, but no, yeah, the, the Clippers, to me, the Clippers just like, I, I was kind of just thinking about teams around the league and I was like, they're in that, like, still go for it window, but maybe they could utilize because, you know, Ty was a good coach, not that so he could not, utilize him but, better. But the Jazz are an interesting kind of example, too. I mean, they've kind of gone through this Mike Conley experience. Who knows if, you know, the Jazz get booted. Uh, first round, which they could. It's the Jazz. I mean, they've you know they're playing the Mavs, who are Lucaless at the moment. But we've we could see Donovan Mitchell request a trade. That's been in the rumors, and after his you know kind of things with Rudy Gobert, wouldn't surprise me there. I mean, maybe you know see you see the Jazz kind of reload. Maybe deal Mike Conley, get him out of there. I think Mike Conley would be a better fit in you know L.A. with the Lakers. Maybe. Russell Westbrook's a better, you know, kind of floor general for the Jazz. Maybe that's what they're looking for. I think that's an interesting game, uh, kind of, you know, Mike Conley for Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying, you know, one's better than the other, but it's an interesting kind of switching of the guard of two guys, you know, older, both getting paid a lot of money. And I don't know, I don't know Mike Conley's situation. He could be a free agent. I don't, I honestly have no idea though. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. It's, it'll be interesting to see kind of where, where that goes. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see about that. Now, I kind of want to pivot to the NFL draft because both of sure. our two teams have uh, top six picks. You're obviously a uh, Panthers fan, and I'm mm-hmm. obviously a Jets fan. And I'm curious, who do you want? I've seen a lot of people in the Panthers, you know, Panther circle. I've seen a lot of rumors, but I want to see who are you, for like who they're going to take. I don't hear who you would like at that position. You want a QB? <laughs> okay. 
All right, so I I think I might be on the minority on this one. I don't really want a quarterback. Now, here's why. Number one, recipe recipe for disaster. Go ahead and put Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis behind that really trash offensive line. See see what see what happens. They're gonna get killed. They're gonna they're gonna look <laughs> they're gonna look like deer in headlights. I don't really want that. I I want an offensive lineman. Hopefully, we can still get a, a good offensive lineman there at that high you know, first round pick that, that we, that we are, that's, I, I just want to see them address, a, you know, a franchise piece like that, because to be honest, the NFL is, has a lot of, you know, quarterback shuffling. It's a quarterback carousel. I mean, heck, how many podcast episodes do we talk about just quarterbacks switching teams? So obviously with Sam Darnold, you know, year, year one of the Sam Darnold experiment, it didn't go great. It had, it had flashes of, of, Hmm. Uh, this is trending in an interesting direction, but then it had flashes of, oh, brother, that's the New York Jets turnover, Darnold, that's waiting to happen. So it's like, give give him one last shot with maybe, you know, an additional piece of an, on the offensive line. I, I think our defense is pretty well addressed, so I don't really see a, a need to go on that side of the ball. Definitely offense, definitely offensive line. I'd love it. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you're getting Kenny Pickett. And you're gonna have to like it. You're gonna have to like it. I'm sorry, I because I believe David Temper isn't he your owner, GM? Which one is he? Temper. Yeah, owner. Owner. Yes. Yeah, I know he has connections to Pittsburgh, so that's obviously where Kenny Pickett played. Be interesting to see Malik Lewis or Malik Willis there. That would be fun. We'll see about that. I think both are kind of building kind of blocks. Yeah, maybe for liking a. Uh, Alignment though, I think there are some good linemen, offensive linemen still left on the board be. at that point, and there's a lot of good defensive linemen. So that should kind of maybe reduce those offensive linemen down down uh, down the draft board. With okay, Kenny Pickett, am I gonna am I gonna you know riot? Am I gonna burn my Panthers jersey if they pick Kenny Pickett? No, just because you know why would you like reactionary stupid fans? Stupid fans burn jerseys, by the way, um, but. I, I'm really, really with Kenny Pickett. It's I, I, I liked what I saw at Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know how that translates well to the NFL. Like he kind of reminds me of a, of another Panthers high draft pick, and I remember him all too well, Jimmy Clausen. And if you don't know, the, yeah, exactly. He, he just he, he was good in college. He had, he had his he had his flashes and everything, but no. Like and then Malik Willis. I want I want to address Malik Willis because he's he's ultra talented and he, he's getting he, the Zach Wilson hype. Yeah, he, he he's definitely got the hype to him. But like I as somebody that watched a lot of college football, I watched some Malik Willis at Liberty. And there was just some games when like I was like just sitting there waiting and I'm like and in and, and the, and the broadcast booth, they'd be like, oh, you know, Todd, you know, Todd and Mel have this guy, you know, project as like the second or third best quarterback. And I'm like, uh, how? Like, I, I don't see that. Like it, it's it was like one of those. You, you, they're they're just taking him based off of his skill set kind of and not really what he did at Liberty and I know Liberty you know was probably outmatched in some of the games but I don't forget when they played Syracuse and I picked Liberty and I was like okay Malik Willis just star power he should be better and a trashy Syracuse team won and covered and I was just mad because I was like what the heck like I I thought I wanted better so I am a, I'm a lover scorned a little bit by, by Malik Willis but uh, I'll let it slide yeah I mean I think Malik Willis owes a little bit of credit to Lamar Jackson I don't think if yeah. Lamar Jackson were as good as he were in the play in the NFL that we'd see uh, Willis I don't know why I keep saying Lewis uh, uh kind of climb up draft boards obviously he has you know those Zach Wilson type practice uh practice day or pro day uh, throws that are making him zoom up draft boards and 
I think it would be an interesting pick for the Panthers. I'd be excited for it. I'd be excited for him to kind of be thrust right into the spotlight and have to start. But also wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we see him land on a team like, I don't know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would also be, you know, picking for a QB in like the 20th range. I feel like these QBs, you might see them go early. You might see them go all the way, you know, 15 to 20. I think, I don't think there's a star QB in this league or in this draft, you know, warrant the first or second overall pick. Although we could see the Lions do something dumb. That's what the Lions do. But (laughs) I don't – I mean, I see that obviously Pickett, Willis, and um, and Corral as kind of those top three guys. But it's like, I don't really – honestly, I don't know where any of the three are going to end up. I think the Steelers end up with one of them at the end of the day just because they don't – but you never know. They could maybe have really seen Mitch Trubisky and said, that's our guy. It, it easily could. The whole thing about what I, what I hate in the NFL draft is like, you know, these quarterback needy teams might feel the need to, you know, go reach for a quarterback because – Talent wise, I mean, I don't think it's really, you know, what what you just said was a good take. And and I don't think a lot of people would disagree with you. This is definitely not the most talented class of of quarterbacks by any stretch. Like, you know, in in years past, you know, we knew instant, you know, first rounders like Trevor Lawrence. We knew we were waiting for these players to, to enter the draft. But this year, it's one of those like, well, I guess by default, I'll take Malik Willis. Kind of like things like, oh, well, he's fast, like kind of things. I, that's, and that's why I'm saying if I, if I'm a team, I, I'm addressing other needs that that are more like surefire picks that are like not miss because how many teams take a first round quarterback swing and miss like it, it happens just all too frequently. Yeah, and that kind of brings me to who I want for my Jets at the number four pick, and then we have the number ten. I'll talk about that one second. And number four, I'm really rooting for Sauce Gardner, and there's a couple different reasons why. One, his name. How do I not like a guy named Sauce? Yeah. So that's at least his nickname. Obviously, the cornerback out of Cincinnati for those people. No, not sure who he is. Now, Gardner, obviously, you know, they see the stats. He didn't allow a touchdown in college, blah, blah, blah. In my head, I see Sauce Gardner, and I see the Jets as a perfect uh, kind of fit. Now, I've seen the Jets in the past, I don't know, decade plus, take a lot of projects. Take a lot of Quentin Copels. Remember that name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've taken a lot of projects, and they haven't gotten a lot out of them. And you see a lot of their first-round picks. Oh, well, they aren't on the roster anymore. What a surprise. And so this is a draft that I think they need to go not only for a defensive back because their secondary is terrible and very young. They need a guy that's, I think, uh, a very, you know, you might not necessarily there. He might not be the best player in the draft, but you can guarantee you're going to get when you load up on the Madden every year. You're going to see a guy that's at least an 80 overall, maybe a 90 overall every single year. This is a guy that I think has a very high floor, maybe. And he has a pretty high ceiling, but the floor is what the Jets need at this position. And Sauce Gardner's most complete prospect, in my opinion, in this draft. He's a guy that you don't really have to say, you know what, we got to teach this guy a ton. No, I don't think you do. I think this guy has all the talent, all the intangibles. And so that's why I really like Sauce Gardner at the four. If I really want to look at a 10 pick, I would, I would absolutely go streaking around the room if we get Jamison Williams at 10 and Sauce Gardner at the four. You best believe I'll have a uh, Jets jersey on next day. Um, okay. Well, it won't no, happen. It will not happen. We'll do something yeah. else. Well, yeah, no. well, a D lineman ever heard of them? Yeah, bet. Give us. Yeah, two they're gonna them. they're gonna get some like low grade D lineman with the fourth pick that everyone's that like the next day everyone's like, uh, why with Jets being Jets? Uh, but I mean, I really, really the every every point you made about Sauce Gardner is is very valid because I mean, this is a passing league. There's no doubt about it. If you don't have you know good solid defensive backs, you're just gonna absolutely be 
you know, left behind. And I think that's what's pretty much happened with the New York Jets the past several years. Like when, when the New York Jets were a competitive football team, what, 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 what did they hang their hat on? Their defense. It wasn't Mark Sanchez, I promise. It was their defense. It was Revis Island. And they need to get back to the days of, of having, you know, lockdown corners because all the, all, the, all the teams in the league that compete, the Rams just won a Super Bowl, Jalen Ramsey, lockdown corner. Like they have these – they have these these blueprints for how to be good, and yeah, Gardner definitely fits the bill. And I, I mean, as as far as the second pick, I mean, the Jets have a lot of a lot of needs, right? Yeah, you know, good. So just pick one, right? <laughs> just pick best player available, and there's a chance the Jets probably need him. Just not not quarterback, right? Right? Yeah, Do we I'm get a, a quarterback? Zach Wilson's got at least a <laughs> more years. Zach's got at least a couple more years before we throw in the towel on him. Um, at least I hope so. And I, I think Zach has promised the very similar to the Panthers didn't have the best offensive line in front of him, but yeah. you know, if we can address either an offensive lineman there, I would like Jamison Williams. We'll probably take a guy I've never really heard of. I've heard of Drake London, but honestly never watched him in college. So no idea. He's out of USC. So no idea if he's good or not. I just, I know the jets and we need to pick as sure of thing as possible. Cause if it's, if it's a 50, 50, it ain't a 50-50. It's a 90-10 that it's going to be a bad. It's just that's just the Jets' luck. He ain't he ain't being good if it's a you know a kind of flip of the coin. It's always going to be whatever the Jets are picking the opposite of. Well, boohoo! I'll pull out a violin for you, sad Jets fans. No one made you be them a okay, fan. You can off any time now. But sure. no, I I they they should go offensive line though. Like that that makes a lot of sense. You got you got to show it up. Both of our teams have glaring weaknesses. Offensive line, so. We'll, we'll see what happens. Draft still still a little bit of ways. Yeah, we got about three, two, two and a half weeks before the draft. And yep. um, and unrelated, I think next week we want to try to bring on maybe a podcast guest. Maybe have someone guest star on here. So if you are listening to the podcast, let us know who you guys want us to uh, to talk to next week. We'll obviously reach out to them and see if they want to join our you know, 30, 45 minute podcast. We can talk about whatever topics you guys always want us to. So if you ever have any topics, uh, for us to talk about on these weekly podcasts, definitely let us know down below because these are what we kind of just want to talk about random things, kind of have you guys learn more about us. But uh, I'm going to kind of end out this podcast. I want to talk about a random question that I, I thought of. And it is yeah. we obviously talk about sports, we talk about betting every single day. And, you know, who doesn't love to go to the games and actually bet on them? But I was curious if you had like a stadium bucket list. It can be any sport, but what stadiums do you think would be? you know, or at the top of, you know, if I can get to that stadium within the next year or two years or whatever it may be, I want, I'm curious what your list is. We can kind of go off and just think of rattle off some, but I'm curious if there's a stadium that comes to mind, number one, and maybe we talk about maybe three or four or five stadiums that we both like or arenas or whatever it may be. Yeah. So this, I look, I love, I love the, the talking point because I, I, you know, a friend at work, she, yeah, uh, she's trying to to complete the the all thirty challenge in the MLB. She loves going to baseball games, and she's she's checked off I think about ten on her list. And I said, "Oh, that would be really cool." Now I don't know that I need to go to all thirty stadiums because do I want to go to a Diamondbacks Chase Stadium? Do I want to go to the Marlins? Not really. But like like the historic baseball stadiums, Wrigley Field, Yankee Stadium, well, kind of Yankee Stadium ish. Uh, Fenway definitely Dodger Stadium like these are these are definitely those like marquee places you know in in baseball you know iconic places so those I think are definitely make my list because I mean you know like baseball or not you know a lot of people are going to claim it's boring slow pace whatever 
go to a baseball game. You're going to enjoy it if you have decent seats because it's just super nice to be out in the you know fresh air, eating a hot dog, just just chilling, just en enjoying the game. So baseball games to me are so fun to watch. They're not as rowdy. You know, I love football, love football, but football games are a little rowdy and chaotic. Baseball games, everyone's just chill. Everyone's just sitting there enjoying it. So that I would say the historic stadiums in the MLB are at the top of my list. Yeah, I would agree with you in terms of MLB. I think Wrigley Field will be fun. Fenway Park. Also want to go to Camden Yards. Maybe we make our way uh, there this season. Ooh. Also think a cool one would be uh, out west. I think San Francisco Stadium will be fun. Just kind of being right on the water. Maybe in the outfield, the right field. That would be pretty dope. Those are the kind of the main things that come to mind. I've been to Yankee Stadium before, so don't necessarily need to go to that one. Um, but that would be fun. If I think about I switch over to NBA, maybe we just go sport by sport. NBA. Surprisingly, as a Knicks fan, never been to Madison Square Garden, so that would be an absolute must. I got to go there soon. Had some plans to go, didn't end up uh, pulling through. Maybe once the Knicks are good, maybe I'll go. Oh. I am, never, 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 I ain't getting there ever. <laughs> um, but thinking of other stadiums, I haven't obviously been to a ton. I've been to the Orlando Magic, been to the Atlanta Hawks arenas. Obviously, I would love. I wanted to go to Oracle Arena. Now, obviously, different. It's now what the Chase Center. I don't remember exactly what it's called. Um, but obviously they have their new stadium out there. What other one? Obviously Staples Center. You can't really. Well, now it's the crypto.com. Not arena. Staples. <laughs> yeah, whatever the heck that is. So maybe that. I'm trying to think if there's any others. I'm like, obviously the Rose Garden where the Bulls play. But I think that's what it's called. That'd be pretty cool. Is there any that I'm missing in the NBA that you think would be fun kind of uh, watch? Barclays would be cool just because it's in Brooklyn. But I think the um, I think the Celtics, the Garden, like I, I think that would be fun. TD Garden, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm just like kind of like you know thinking off the top of my head. The cool thing about NBA though is like you know a lot of those those stadiums are in like really cool cities where or like I don't even know like the Portland Trailblazers. Like Portland's never a, a really city that like you know you're willing to go to. But if you do visit Portland, you're like, why don't I catch a Trailblazers game? Like, so sports definitely can draw you if you're taking a West Coast you know road trip. You want to go see Dame play at home. Sure, you know, you, you you head out there. So sports are one of those cool things where you can, you know, just say, hey, I'm in town, catch a game. Yeah, that's very true. I, I Off the top of my head when you were thinking, I thought about Chesapeake Arena, which I think where the OKC Thunder play. Now, granted, they're not good right now. I just remember our, our childhood watching Durant and Westbrook and all those guys and yeah. just how crazy that arena got. That was a, Those would be cool days to go back to. But you're right. They're, I mean, they're all in big cities. Um, I want to watch John Morant play in person. That would be fun. Um, but thinking about NFL stadiums, there really aren't a ton. I do want to go to the Raiders kind of toilet bowl, whatever that is. Um, they, they, do, they have stadium tours that you can take like in, in Vegas. I saw you know, that. When I was so. in Vegas back about a year ago, April, 2021, they, it wasn't open at the moment. They were still, mm. they're still closed, but I did want to go to it, but just I saw it. I saw I got and they got all these billboards that are playing a bunch of different uh you know videos and stuff, like really trying to cause car accidents on the highway. It's very <laughs> it's very suspect what they're doing out there, but I guess hey, do whatever you want, readers. But that'd be a fun one, I think. Um hmm. obviously Jerry World. Can't beat that. Yeah, the, the, the Cowboy Stadium would be interesting just because you see it on TV all the time. It feels like but um, you know, NFL is always rapidly changing stadiums so they don't have that you know historic feel kind of like those mlb stadiums you're talking about where exactly been around for 100 plus years like nfl stadiums if you're doing your road to 30 and nfl will be 32 you got to go back every like i don't know decade you're you're missing you're missing again you're missing a stadium so 
you always got in the MLB, you're normally pretty consistent. Really aren't a ton of new stadiums. The Braves are the newest one, but they had had their stadium for like, I don't know, since the Hank Aaron days, I believe, at Turner Field before it changed. Well, technically the Rangers are the newest one. They just opened oh, yes. theirs last year. Speaking but, of Rangers, I want to get a Rangers hat. I really like their colors, although they did sell us um, on Monday. They don't even speak Rangers <laughs> in your mouth, man. I'm, I'm, in, I'm still in pain. That wound hasn't healed. Look, I've got a lot of fresh baseball wounds. Please don't bring them up. It's 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 tough. But, yeah, the, the well, that, that kind of last point on, on, on spectating, like going to a baseball game – I feel like it's my my experience is is so much better than watching it on TV. When I go to an NFL game, I'm like, no, I, I should be on my couch right now. Because like we went to the Panthers Jets game and we you know we had fun because th- those are our teams against each other last year. But I we, you know we didn't have the best seats. And I the the coolest thing about that game to me was pregame, just watching them warm up and, and seeing all the players down on the field level like that. But then it's like I'm like. Yeah, but see, sometimes I want to flip between games because the NFL games have a ton of commercials, and in a football game, you know the 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 way the the field is structured and everything, like you're usually missing half the field depending on where you're sitting. So I'm just saying, like, there's some sports that are just better on TV. Uh, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, and that's kind of, when you were saying that. I kind of want to talk about college football because obviously there's some you know iconic college football oh. stadiums like the Rose Bowl. Um, what is the Sooners? I would love to go to a Sooner game. Like that one always is a, and obviously, you know, the big house where my sister went to Michigan, I'll be in the big house in about three weeks because she gets, she graduates there. So maybe Ooh. I'll take a picture for the fans, but, and obviously uh, what is uh, the horseshoe? That would be sweet. Any other, any college stadiums you're itching to get to? Well, see, I went to college in one of the best college football stadiums the swamp is is an amazing stadium so uh i don't know what more this this uh this gator needs than his, his swamp so i i think I'm, <laughs> I, I, know. I knew you'd love that that's that's for all you gator haters out there you always in my always have mentioning me when i'm always wearing some gator stuff always come from my head get out of here <laughs> fine uh i like the swamp i went to one game and they lost it was uh the best experience i've had hey they uh, faced drew lock in that game they didn't they didn't future, face a slouch future NFL, just pro. <laughs> future, future nfl starter there you go now nah, we'll, we'll see uh with the seahawks this year but any other things you want to talk about for this podcast before we wrap it up and uh, no let's wrap it up and uh you know if if you miss our faces Tune in every morning. You'll see our faces on, on, on baseball videos. It's it's baseball season, boys. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. Truth, yeah, truth that, be told. This is true. Not a lot of sleep these days. But, you know, we have the All-Star break in July, around three months from now. So you can wait until then. But we appreciate you guys for tuning into the weekly podcast. Let us know who you want to see on next week's podcast. We're going to start doing a guest every week. And I think that would be a lot of fun. Bring a little bit of spice to these episodes. Hear their takes and hear how they're feeling about the NFL draft, about the NF- NBA playoffs as it's mid-swing all that nature. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you are new, hit that subscribe button. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And we'll see you guys again next week. And we'll obviously see you in our daily video. So catch you guys later. Peace.